This NFL Week 17 Picks and DFS edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. Use promo code SGP for a 50% deposit bonus. That's MyBookie.ag promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's ThriveFantasy.com. Promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks, including picks from the crew at SGPN. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Check out all their free videos at better than Vegas. That's better than Vegas. Finally, we're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay pred providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Hey, this is Derek Stevens. I'm the owner of Circle Las Vegas. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. It's happening. Kramer dog week 17, Sean. And uh, you know, not in a million years. Could you have told me that the, both the giants would have been sitting on five wins and also playing for a chance at the NFC East crown. <laughs> well, Ryan, you know, I'm already looking forward to uh, 2021 for a variety of reasons, including the Eagles top 10 draft picks. So yeah, pretty exciting, pretty exciting <laughs> opportunity for the Eagles, but yeah, giants, Cowboys doing battle for the NFC East Eagles. The only team not alive uh, for the NFC East division championship, but Ryan, the uh, regular season about to conclude. And once again, congratulations to the national football league for playing every single game on the regular season within the time period that is supposed to happen. I'm not going to jinx it because clearly they're not going to cancel games. So kudos to the NFL for getting that done and uh, giving us a season. I mean, few months, you know, few months ago, you looked at the betting spreads of would the NFL season actually happen? And you know, no was like a, a favorite at times. So kudos to the NFL for getting it done. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's a shame on you for bet. If anyone bet the no, I mean, what are, what do you do? I mean, I guess yeah. you're doing one of those emotional hedges where, you know, either way <laughs> you're happy, but come on, man. Juju is real that it is Ryan. And with the NFL regular season coming to a close, we're getting the questions. Hey, what's going on with the free roll football contest? Does it end week 17? No, much like the NFL season itself. It goes all the way to the super bowl. That is when the champion will be crowned. So make sure you keep putting in your picks every week over at bet spurts. Of course, bet spurts, the sponsor of the free roll football contest. Let's take a look at the leaderboard. And I actually got a uh, email here from one of the uh, one of the weekly winners. 
It's Allie Old and Trevor Slow both tied for first place with 11 wins. Allie Old sent me an email saying, uh, I thought I'd get my email in early to give Sean the chance to avoid looking like a plastic patty and pronouncing my Celtic last name. It's old, like old Lang Zai, as badly as he did following week seven last year. So, congratulations, Allie Old, <laughs> and uh, thank you for introducing me to a new insult, a plastic patty. I don't know what that is. I'm guessing uh, this is a English British <laughs> saying and uh, I, plastic patty. I'm assuming is a tool, Ryan. What is a plastic patty? Oh, you know, I, I uh, isn't that what you get your wife for Christmas when things are uh, need a little spice? <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Wow. This is um, Ryan. This is what it is. I, I guess it's a, a plastic patty is a, is a term derogatory term for a fake Irish person. So he is calling me out Ryan for being a fake Irish person for not knowing how to pronounce his Celtic last name. Well, top of the morning to you, Ali old and congratulations. Uh, you guys tied for first place this week. And again, hit us up podcast at sports gambling podcast.com. Get us uh, yeah. Give us your name info and uh, we'll get you hooked up with the gear. Ryan, what are we looking at for the uh, season long standings? Well, you mentioned it's going all the way to the super bowl. And I don't know if it's going to be, if it's going to matter because uh, in first place, I'm going backwards this, this week, Wolverines, 2019 commanding six point lead a gambling engineer in second place with 133, two back of him in third place, Matt steam three back in fourth Juan from Walgreens and in fifth place, Pierre F. I think we agreed. That was the name with the 127. <laughs> yep. Uh, I mean, shout out to big blue 78. Once again, sitting there on the fringe in sixth place, just it. I don't think you can make up 14 picks uh, between now and the end of the season. Uh, it's it's going to be a tough one. And just to be clear, Sean, uh, we don't do a weekly prize in the playoffs. We just, what do we, what do we do for that? Nothing. It just counts to the season long. The there weekly prizes. We we got plenty of stuff going on for the uh, for the weekly prizes, Ryan. In the playoffs, we got a ton of awesome content going. Some contests. It, it's going to be fun, and we're actually going to get to some of that even in this episode. Here's the schedule because of uh, Ryan's uh, Ryan going off the grid. We we move the college football. Podcast. So now we're combining the DFS podcast with the picks podcast. So what we're going to do is we're going to hit you with the Thrive fantasy lineup. Then the uh, we'll do a, a DFS Millie Maker lineup, and then close it out strong with the against the spread week seventeen NFL picks. And before we start talking about Thrive Fantasy, reminder: make sure you check out Better Than Vegas. We're in that charity contest going head to head for uh, five hundred bucks for charity. Uh, Know, doing our best here, the SGPN crew. And again, make sure you follow our uh, our page. You can just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV for better than Vegas. Putting out a ton of video picks over there. And if you haven't gotten on better than Vegas, I don't know what you're doing. It's it's like YouTube, but just for sports gambling. So no dumb videos of kids unwrapping presents. Did you see that? It like one of the the most uh the highest earning YouTube person was just some, some like nine year old kid who probably just plays Zelda and unwraps presents. You know, I go through this with the kids. I try to get inside their head <laughs> and try to understand how, like, what makes someone a good YouTuber. <clears throat> and I think, you know, one of it is just 
one of the the variables, Sean, which we're not very good at, as you uh, were about to announce a schedule that's going to take you on a long journey tonight on this podcast. It's quick shit. And so it's probably some little, it's some millennial kid. Who's just like, you know, two second videos of him opening. Sh- I, I don't know. The world's broken, Sean. That's why we got to give out our picks either that or either that or slime. And, and you got to get your girls mm. together, cranking out some slime videos and unwrapping <laughs> presents, Ryan. So we can, uh, we can get our YouTube followers up every once in a while over on our YouTube page. We should just have the girls doing a video <laughs> on how to make slime. I think that would really help, help our subscriber count. Uh, we have a thrive contest going and this one, it's a special $3 thrive fantasy content just for the SGP listeners. It's pretty sweet. Now, not only if you get first place, you're winning 50 bucks. And again, it's only a $3 entry fee. Perfect reason to check out thrive fantasy. Use that promo code SGP, get that sweet deposit match. If you get first place, you win 50 bucks. I, I I'm putting in an entry. I know Kramer is everyone else loading up. Uh, there's, there's only a limited number of entries. So you want to make sure you get those entries in this $3 Sunday contest. You'll see it. If you go into the thrive fantasy lineup or the lobby there and uh, you know, it says SGP contest. The password's obviously SGP. But if you get first place, you also get a $200 entry into the FFPC contest, which is a, it's pretty sweet. It's a basically the entire NFL playoffs. You draft your fantasy team, you know, quarterback, running back, uh, tight end, receivers. Like basically, you draft a whole team. The catch is you can only use one player from each team. And uh, what else am I missing there, Kramer? Yeah, you got so. I mean, essentially, it's a little different this year because you have the fourteen teams, but it's a twelve-man roster. So same as it's been in the past: quarterback, running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver. Uh, four flex instead of two this year: kicker, a tight end, kicker, defense, and and the catch is like you said: you have to pick uh, no more than one person uh, from each team. So uh, the strategy obviously is you there's there's 14 teams uh, you have 12 roster spots you have to a punt a couple teams not pick a player at all but that roster is your roster for the entire playoffs uh, so you accumulate points so it's not just strategy of what guys are going to do but also how many games they might play and again the strategy has changed a lot this year because instead of having four teams that will be skipping the first week and have less game uh, you know uh, opportunity games uh, only one team now. So a lot more teams have the opportunity to go on that four game kind of magical stretch that you need to win a contest like that. And the last kind of cool catch to it is super bowl points double. So the super bowl almost counts like two games for these guys. Yep. So uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, every, you know I, I did forget it's it's at first people think it's going to be an easy exercise, but there's also the element of having to be a little contrarian. So you know, you're not just going to slap Travis Kelsey in your roster, Sean, because everyone's going to have Travis Kelsey as one of their tight ends from the chiefs. Well, yeah, we're going to do a, a whole podcast next week, breaking down our FFPC lineups, but you could uh, just enter with FFPC. We're going to have a sign up link over on our page, sports gambling There'll be a little banner there. If you want to just sign up, the entry fee is $200 grand prize, 500 K and there's a over a million dollar prize pool. Or like I said, you don't have $200 to toss away at a fantasy contest. Why not earn your way in with only a $3 entry over at thrive fantasy. All right, Ryan, now that we got the heavy lifting out of the way, let's talk DFS, but DFS via player props. I'm going to kick things off. Nick Chubb 
He's at home against the Steelers. His total is at 93 and a half rushing yards. For whatever reason, this this Browns offense, they just can't figure it out and just pound the rock with Chubb and Hunt. I I don't get it. But uh and even Chubb's, you know, yards per attempt have, have gone down and, and gotten pretty low. Now, Cle- Pittsburgh's gonna be resting some guys, but 93 and a half for Nick Chubb is is pretty high. So I'm going under and I'm getting it 90 points by doing it. What's your first one, Ryan? You know, I, I think this Minnesota team, <clears throat> this could be a a, a nice fantasy game, uh, especially going against the Detroit team. End of the season, Justin Jefferson, you know, chasing some potential awards. Uh, I, I like the I, I like the idea of going over eighty and a half yards, even though the number is high because of the story and because I, I think they're gonna they're gonna have plenty of opportunity against that Detroit defense to gain some fantasy points, and you'll you'll hear me talk more about this later. With the DraftKings lineup, but Justin Jefferson over eighty and a half. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Co-sign that. Dalvin Cook is out. Alex uh, Alexander Madison in the concussion protocol. So, and and Detroit's passing defense, as Tom Brady showed, is complete dog shit. So eighty and a half feels very doable. I'll throw out another one here. Stefan Diggs five and a half receptions. Now, Ryan, I tried to warn you last week about fading <laughs> Stefan Diggs, but I think this week. Might be the week to fade him. I'm going under five and a half catches. Under is uh, 120 points. It, it seems like Buffalo is going to be resting some guys at some point. The issue is they they may want to get Josh Allen the passing touchdown record for the Bills, so maybe they keep Digs in longer. But basically, the Steelers they're starting Mason Rudolph. So if the Steelers lose and now they're like a nine and a half point dog against the Browns. Then the Bills don't even need to beat the Dolphins, and again, there's some you know what's the real difference between a two and a three seed in in this new format. I, I think Sean McDermott's going to play them a little bit, but I, I don't think Stefan Diggs is going to play a whole game, is what I'm getting at. So under getting you 120 points under five and a half receptions. Lockstep, Sean. Uh, I'm also there. I think the point value is worth taking a stab, considering he really shouldn't be playing. Uh, at least in the second half, like you said, it, it seems as though the Bills are going to be, you know, virtually locked up in the two seed, uh, especially with 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 Mason playing. Uh, and then I'll, I'll jump into my next one, and that's uh, I'm going to take I'm going to take Zeke Elliott not to score a touchdown, Sean. Uh, he's he's yep. definitely not the the best running back on the field. And I, I do think that this, uh, this giants, this is going to be a fun game, but I, I don't think this, uh, this dabble Cowboys offense is going to have a ton of opportunities around the goal line. So Zeke under it's a full hundred points, Sean, which tells it he's not minus minus one ten anytime score. So this is great value. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Anytime you get a fade Zeke who now he has a calf injury that that's flared up and uh, it's Zeke. He, he still sucks. I don't care. And uh, I, I was talking to Bill's insider Adam Pelletier. He he says I, I, the record I was alluding to. I thought it was passing touchdowns, but it I, it may actually just be passing yards. I think uh, Allen needs forty or something like that. So I I I still I'm still leaning to thinking that they're going to play like a quarter, quarter and a half. But again, you know they'll be scoreboard watching. So this is why Week 17 is kind of tough when it comes to handicapping. However, Kyler Murray. His pass yards and rush yards is set at three hundred and a half. He's banged up, and they're going on the road against the Rams. And the Rams, we'll get to them more. But uh, 
you know, the Rams defense is still pretty solid. And I, I like this Rams defensive line against Kyler. I, I just don't think he's going to light it up. You saw how Arizona responded against a physical team. I, I just think they're going to have trouble. And I mean, he took a shot at the end of that 49ers game. I really like under uh, 300 and a half total yards there. And you're getting plus odds on it with a plus 105 points. So, yeah, give me under on uh, Kyler there. Yeah, pretty boring show because we're just going to pick the same ones. Really shocked. This is plus 105 here, 105 points. Uh, and he has a yeah. quote, lower leg injury. We've seen the way that his game changes when he has lower leg injuries. And, and for him to have the Rams on deck and now going to try to have to pass against this Rams defense and this pass rush in a more conventional way. I, I, I hate the matchup for the, for the Cardinals. Uh, this game's a real shit show. We'll get to it later when we preview the game, Sean, but my next one, I'm, I'm going to go to Brandon cooks. Uh, he's, he's doing kind of, you know, a classic uh, cooks deal. He's, he's putting up numbers. He's going to end up with a, a decent season when all said and done because of the way he's closing out and the way he's performed since fuller has gone out. Uh, I, I gotta believe Watson's going to be out there. This has shootout potential. It's only 95 points, but for him to go over 70 and a half feels like a, a mortal lock. Yeah. I mean, I don't see why Tennessee shouldn't have a just huge day offensively. They need the game. They need to win to get into the playoffs. I, I think, you know, we'll get it. We'll get into it when we talk DK Millimaker lineups, cause I, I'm going to be going with Tannehill, but I also think Derek Henry has a big game and his thrive fantasy prop over you're getting a hundred points and it's 120 and a half rush yards and receiving yards. Normally that's pretty high, but against this Houston defense in a, in a must win situation. Now I know technically this game won't be played in D Henber, but I, I think he could have a big day and just everyone on the Tennessee offense. Maybe the, maybe the yardage is a little high there. Cause he doesn't get a ton of receiving yards, but I, I'm going over Derek Henry, even at 120 and a half. Dehember. Uh yeah, Sean, the numbers I've seen just and I'll I'll dive into this more when we're previewing the games, but uh, teams with must-win spots are actually not doing very well uh ATS uh or straight no. up. Uh so I I'm with you like it does seem like an obvious spot. Uh I'll get to my uh, motivation angle later, but uh, I actually passed on that Derrick Henry run for that reason. It's not Dehember, it's January. I don't think there's a fun pun with his name for January yet. So uh <laughs> buyers beware. Next one I'm going to go to Sean Devontae Adams over six and a half receptions. Uh over is only 85 points. Uh this team seems hyper aware of numbers and things that they are chasing. And what people are saying about them, and Devontae Adams is close. I think two touchdowns is it from some <laughs> sort of single season record. And not to mention, they just why would you fade this matchup? They're gonna they're gonna obviously have a big day. Everyone's talking like the Bears are in a must win spot. Sean, the Bears can win, and they're in the playoffs. You don't think the Packers want to put their foot down on that throat? De Devontae Adams has a huge day again. Stay tuned for the Millie Maker lineup because I will be talking more Devontae Adams over six and a half catches. Yeah, I mean, an interesting way to kind of uh, handicap these is look at some of the DraftKings prices and then look to play some of the over in in, in Thrive Fantasy. I mean. I think Devonte Adams is set at like $9,200, which is insane for a receiver, but it, it's a perfect spot. They're going to be chasing the record. So yeah, I I'm with you there. I don't have them in mind, but uh, I think that's the way to go. I'm going drew Brees over 21 and a half completions. I think there's just going to be a lot of easy check down stuff against the Panthers for the saints. 
21 and a half for breeze. Isn't that much, um, you know, maybe a little worried that he doesn't play the full game again, new Orleans. It will be playing at the same time as green Bay. So maybe, you know, they new Orleans needs to win and green Bay loses for them to, to get the number one seed. So maybe there's a world where he sits in the, in the fourth quarter or Taysom Hill plays a little bit more, but still 21 and a half again against this Carolina defense, which has a lot of issues. I, I think there'll be some easy check down stuff and screen stuff to Kamara. So yeah, give me over 21 and a half completions for breeze. I'm going on the other side of this. And I think you highlighted some of it, which is game script could mean he's not in the game. Uh, if green Bay is out to a big lead, if new Orleans is out to a big lead, there, there's a lot of reasons why maybe drew doesn't, doesn't play the full game. Uh, also, this is the kind of game where they roll Latavius Murray out. They need to win the game, but they also need to get out of there and be mm. healthy because they're not going to have a buy for the playoffs. They're not going to have any sort of rest. So I, I think Bree, I, I really like the under. I'm, I'm, I'm against you on this one because I, I just, I, a don't think he finishes the game, and B, I think this is a game where Latavius Murray could see, you know, 15 carries plus. Yeah, for me, it's. Uh... Yeah, I, I think he's going to be involved in, in the screen game and, and some bubble screen and some easy stuff like that. So I think that's where they'll get those kind of like easy, cheap completions. But I, I see what you're saying there. This is uh, I, I'm surprised you can get uh plus one fifteen points for Austin Eckler over sixty two and a half rushing yards. Now he hasn't had a ton normally, but again, the Chiefs have nothing to play for. They're going to be resting a lot of guys, and I, I just think. It's January. They're just going to give Eckler a bunch of run. It it feels like very Anthony Lynn like to just let Eckler go off and and let him run all over the place. Maybe, maybe Keenan Allen gets involved or, or maybe they just involve him more in the, in the passing game, but there's, there's just really opportunities to run against this Chiefs team and 62 and a half feels a little low. So give me the over on Eckler there. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I have the same thing. It, it did, does seem like it's mispriced. Um, all everything you said. I think Lynn could absolutely let Eckler uh, have a nice day. Uh, maybe there's some bonuses. He is a player's coach, so who knows? We maybe look a little deeper into the Eckler contract, and maybe maybe he's got some single game bonuses that he can hit. <laughs> um, I, I also I'm gonna play like this is a I'm a little little bit of a contrarian angle here, but I'm gonna take the 110 points with Josh Jacobs not to score a touchdown this weekend. Um, man, I don't know what's going on with that team, but if, if there's ever a, a John Gruden tantrum game, it's going to be this one and it's going to be nothing but passing the ball. <laughs> and so I, I wonder if, if there'll be opportunities for Jacobs to score. I, I, it worries me because this is probably like a fairly priced prop His his anytime touchdown is probably close to even money, but I just have a hunch that Gruden is going to be slinging the fucking rock. Going to the Eagles uh, football team game, Antonio Gibson over 68 and a half total yards. I, I just think, especially if McLaurin, he's banged up. I, I just imagine Alex Smith. He loves throwing this guy. He loves getting him involved. I mean, assuming Alex Smith is going to be the starter or if not, either way, they know they have to lead on their running backs and 68 and a half feels very low against this Eagles defense, which has so many issues, especially in the secondary, uh, you know, they're getting some decent linebacker play, but 68 and a half for Antonio Gibson, who's should be pretty healthy uh, right now. So that, that, that number feels way low. Yeah. I, I don't have a play on that, but I like the angle. It's from a workload perspective um, and, and real quick cup, just a nugget in this contest because Mahomes and 
Big Ben are listed. You, it's actually a, a little bit tougher because it's essentially an 18 prop slate instead of a 20 prop slate. Uh, Sean, for my last one, which by the way, I'm going to have to do a, a full like analog old school D gen move. And I'm going to, I'm literally going to walk my ass across the border to a state where this shit's legal to, to, to enter my stuff <laughs> because I'm in the, I'm in the great state of Arizona where as far as I can tell, you can do anything, anything, including uh, put a sign on your property that says you will shoot <laughs> anyone that trespasses, but you can't play daily fantasy sports. So uh, congratulations to you, Arizona. <laughs> Uh, my last prop on this, on this card is Zach Ertz under uh touchdown, a half touchdown. It's 80 points. Uh, it, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he'll shock the world. Uh, and my, uh, my two ice props are Matt Ryan to go under the passing touchdowns prop and T Higgins to uh, sc- not score a touchdown. Yeah. I'm with you on the, uh, on the Zach Ertz. He just hasn't been getting touchdowns because the Eagles don't score touchdowns because their offense fucking sucks. So yeah. I'm with you on the under there. Kramer, let's talk uh Millie Maker lineups. This is always fun. And again, week 17, kind of a wild week. You really have to. I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, we'll be doing our weekly Sunday pregame show, 9 a.m. Pacific. And uh feel free to hit us up with uh the questions there on on fantasy, DFS, gambling related, whatever it is, because I feel like we're gonna even learn. We're taping this Wednesday night, but I feel like we're gonna learn more about who's playing what and et cetera between now and when the games kick off. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's some late swaps in these lineups, but I alluded to it earlier. Give me Ryan Tannehill starting things off at quarterback 7,000 he's had, uh, and he's, uh, he's sneakily had a couple, uh, a couple of nice rushing games where he's gotten some rushing touchdowns. Again, this is leverage off of uh, Derek Henry, who I think a lot of people will be playing just cause it's such a nice spot. I mean, Derek Henry's $9,400, which is insane for a running back uh, that doesn't catch the ball in DraftKings. So I'm going to, I'm going to go off that. I'm going to go uh, Ryan Tannehill for 7,000. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm playing the Aaron Rodgers and this Packers team is paying, paying attention to the numbers. And I'm just going to, I mean, I, when, I was kind of shocked. I know they're playing the bears and the bears are a good team and all that jazz. And maybe it's not the best matchup, but 7,400. He was the sixth highest price guy on the board. I'm just going to, I'm going to roll with it. They're going to, of course, he's going to throw a couple touchdowns to Adams. He's of course, he's going to have three touchdowns on the day. And of course they're going to fuck up Mitchell Trubisky, 7,400 Aaron Rodgers. I, you know, he hasn't had uh, the, the year that we thought he would probably have. He was injured for most of the year, but Austin Eckler at the chiefs. I mean, the chiefs defense has struggled to begin with, and now they're going to be resting guys going into their bye week I just, I, I have a feeling he's going to have a big workload come Sunday. So Austin Eckler's $7,500. I like, I like that angle, Sean. I went with another guy who I think is just locked in with a giant workload. And that's Jonathan Taylor, seventy four hundred with the Colts. Uh, I, revenge yeah. spot for the Colts. They they have the Jags. I know it's a big number. I know a lot of people might get cute, and we'll talk about it later. Is it if it, is it wise to grab the points with the Jags here? But I think it is pretty certain to me that the guy to play is going to be Taylor. I think you know, no matter how the game unfolds, I think he's going to have opportunity to score a couple couple touchdowns. So another seventy four hundred dollar guy, Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. 
Yeah, I, I, I definitely thought about throwing him in there and uh, I like the angle this one. And maybe I'm getting a little cute here. We'll have to see how the, the rest of the week shakes out. But um, with Dalvin cook out, he, his dad passed away. Alexander Madison is still in the concussion protocol. I'm going Amir Abdullah running back for the Vikings. You know, Zimmer loves running the ball. He could get some easy touchdowns. He's $4,000. It seems like he's the, the next man up. I'll have to, uh, I'll kind of have to wait as we get closer to kickoff, maybe swap him out, but $4,000. That's the, that's the lowest you can pay for a running back. And uh, I like the matchup at the lines. I mean, we've been fading the lions all season because of how bad they are against the running yep. back. So uh, I think this is a great spot. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe he's not the guy that gets the workload, but uh, one of those guys in in Minnesota is going to have a good game. So yeah, my caveat here because my my play is Madison. Reading that on Wednesday he practiced, it sounds like he's on a path to play and be the starter. Of course, could be a heavy workload, but because we don't know that, and, and I wanted to give you a lineup that was a little bit more certain, I'm gonna go with Wilson for the 49ers. Again, he's going to get volume whenever he's gotten volume. He has delivered. And uh, I think this is a game where even though they're playing the Seahawks who have done pretty well against the run uh, Shanahan, they're going to figure something out. Beat hard almost has seemed like the better of the quarterbacks this year. Anyway, uh, Kittle being back is certainly going to help. So uh, <laughs> for a team that's run first, and I think they're going to be run first in this one because they know they can't win a shootout against Mister Unlimited. Uh, Six thousand for their bell cow in this game uh, felt like a discount. So I went, like I said, Madison. If Madison's the clear starter, I think that I probably slightly favor it. But I'm going to go Jeff Jeff Wilson Jr. Going to the. Uh- Receiver spot, Allen Robinson. He's kind of uh, heated up here while, you know, Mitchell has gotten hot and the Bears have kind of dominated some of these shittier defenses they've played. He's $7,700. They're at home against the Packers and the Packers. Defensive secondary has really had some issues. I mean, the offense is really carrying the team, but the, in particular, the pass defense has had some issues. 7,700 for Allen Robinson. I, I kind of like the spot. And I think if you're Mitchell Trubisky, who you know? Who are you going to get the ball to? Allen Robinson, seventy seven hundred, feels like a good spot. Yeah, I, I like I like the Allen Robinson angle, and I I think you're safe. Like either game script, if they're way down or or they're up, he's definitely getting involved. I'm just going to stack with Rodgers here. Devontae Adams, ninety two hundred. I'm paying up for it, but I, like I said, I think this team is aware. They are aware of things, and they are aware that. They're they're putting up historic numbers, and it's not going to stop against the fucking ba- like. I, I think people are overlooking the fact that the Packers have a chance to both lock down the number one seed and the bye, and defeat their most hated rival. I mean, this this is Mitchell Trubisky is the quarterback. And, and We've been getting excited about him, I know, but come on <laughs> and solidify Aaron Rodgers MVP, which clearly they've been angling for. And we were all over that last week against the Titans. And why wouldn't it apply this week as well against the bears? I'm going for my stack, Corey Davis, you know, normally AJ Brown is kind of the guy, but he's been dealing with an ankle injury. They've been managing him uh, like, you know, he hasn't been practicing a ton and Corey Davis. He's had, this is, this is like a GPP tournament play because Corey Davis has had a couple huge games, but he's coming off a game 
in Green Bay where he was out there for most of the snaps, only had two targets, zero catches. I think they realized they need to get him involved in the game plan and and you know, especially against this Houston secondary. I mean, Houston was missing eight defensive starters against the Bengals. It doesn't look like they're getting a bunch of them back. I, I think there's going to be really a ton of opportunity to pick on the second uh, cornerback, whoever ends up being uh, for Houston. And I love Corey Davis at 6,200. And speaking of resting starters, Sean, I, I had a, I had a great joke for the opener. I, I I didn't end up using it, but that that's the main reason I went off the grid week 17. You know, we had already locked up the buy. We were, uh, we're, we're, we're just <laughs> cruising a little bit to doing one less show. Sean, I got a, a real question. My second wide receiver, Jamison Crowder. Why is he only 5,000? I, I just don't understand it. They're going against a team that is clearly checked the fuck out and $5,000 yeah. for a guy who not only did he go off last week and help me cash in the lineup, <laughs> I played him. He's cut a 17 targets over the past two weeks. Uh, he's just, he's involved in the offense in the way that, that Darnold likes to play. He's going to check it down to him. So I was shocked to see his price only 5,000 after that huge game, they didn't adjust anything. And it's not like the Patriots are going to come out and give a fuck. Yeah. And he threw for a touchdown. He threw for a 43 yarder besides having uh seven catches for 92 and catching one. He also threw for a touchdown that uh, I'm, I mean, I missed that one Crowder at 5,000. That's a good play. I'm going to uh, that Jacksonville indie game. And again, this is kind of getting contrarian as you, as you need to do a little bit in these Millie makers. If you really want to cash seven figures, Ryan, I'm going to our buddy, our, our new friend, Zach Pascal. Whenever we're watching these Colts games, we keep you know looking at each other and going like maybe Pascal's the guy, and it seems like whatever mojo he had going with Hilton, it's slowly been adjusted over to Zach Pascal. Uh, Pascal coming off a three catch game for sixty four yards and a touchdown. I think he could be the one. I, I know a lot of people will be playing Jonathan Taylor like you did, Kramer, and and I do think that's a a really good play against this Jag secondary, but. I think they're going to have to throw a little bit and Pascal at 4,200. Oh man. Against this Jag secondary. And I don't know, whatever it is, he seems to be like Phillips guy right now. 4,200 feels like a great price. Yeah. And I, and I, I gotta imagine he's, he's correlated decently well to Taylor. If you wanted to play like a single game kind of leverage stack there, uh, Sean, my next wide receiver, I'm going Homer and it's, it's a, it's a $4,100 guy. Darius Slayton, he has not performed. Be the first one to say it. He struggled through the Colt McCoy games. Uh, he struggled through injured Danny Dimes. But they're going from playing some good defenses, some defenses that can rush the passer Arizona, Cleveland, Baltimore, uh, to now the Giants are playing the Cowboys, a team with no pass rush. Uh, Darius Slayton coming off games of eight, nine, and eight targets where he only managed to end up. He, 25 targets, only nine receptions. That has to regress. I like the big play potential against this Cowboys defense. If if Danny Dimes is healthy, he looked at for him to hit a deep play to Slayton in this one. He's only 4100, which seems dangerously low. Uh, he's my third wide receiver. My tight end. I was kind of going back and forth here. I was I was thinking of playing the the backup Chiefs tight end under the idea that uh, Kelsey isn't going to be playing, but. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting too cute. And why not just play Janu Smith? They're almost the same price. Janu Smith, 3,800. I mean, he's had so, he's had a couple big games over the season, you know, during the season. And again, this is just kind of leverage off people thinking 
uh, Tennessee is going to maybe pound the rock with uh, Derrick Henry. And, and I, I guess I'm playing that as well and thrive. Cause I, I think everyone on Tennessee's offense is going to have a big game. So if I do the double stack here with John o. Smith, Corey Davis and Tannehill getting a lot of uh, action against Houston. So yeah, John o. Smith, 3,800 feels like a good spot for him. I mean, how can you not have action against this Houston defense? It's crazy. No, I, I, and I don't. And I, I wonder if I bought too much. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on the fact that JJ Watts going to have, have them fucking rallied. And I almost played their defense. I, you know, I was going to have like a two minute rant on why you should play this $2,000 defense, but now I'm with you. I think it's uh you know, I'm sure I'll support what, uh, you know, maybe, maybe the Ryan of 2020 at this point, Ryan Tannehill, maybe I'll support him and throw a, a Millie maker lineup with him as my quarterback, but my tight end, Sean, I'm Tua Tua is the starter. That's what I've been told. Uh, even though Fitzpatrick saved the day, Tua back in, Tua likes throwing <laughs> to Gasecki, loves throwing to Gasecki, 4200. Uh again, it the price seems off here. Uh he's a guy with 24 targets over the last 3 games and and, and has converted a lot of those into catches. He's scoring touchdowns. And Tua just the way that Tua sees the field, he seems to go after Gasecki a lot. So uh, I'm going to, and, and not to mention, Sean, I know Buffalo has gotten some people back from injuries, but it is still a, a relative weakness of their defense. I, I believe they've given up the fourth most yards to the tight end on the year. So Gasecki 4,200 high, high ceiling in this one. Yeah. I, I guess to that, I would look at the Matt Milano splits in that season long. Cause it, it, again, I've mentioned him a number of times on the podcast, but he is a difference maker for that team. For my flex, doing a little bring back Brandon Cooks. Why not against the Tennessee defense? I, I why isn't this going to be a shootout in Houston? Now again, you're you're rolling the dice. Sometimes these division games uh, end up getting kind of uh, ugly, and there doesn't end up being a lot of points. But I mean, Tennessee. You saw what Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers did. And Deshaun Watson, I think, is still playing pretty hard, and that offense is still able to move the ball and put up points, but. You know their defense has just been horrific, but uh, Brandon Cook sixty nine hundred. Why not? I definitely like the angle of buying uh, equity in an offense that's given a lot of fantasy points out coming off a game where they just got their ass beat. So uh, there's opportunity there for my flex. Yeah. I'm going to the Rams game, and uh, from what I understand, they're starting a guy, a guy named Wofford. And so I got to imagine yep. they're handing the ball off. McVay isn't going to over. He's if he wants to get in the playoffs, it's going to be a, a lot about the running game. And Arizona will let you run the ball. And their running backs are a bit banged up. It sounds like Acres could be back, but the word on the street is even if he's back, he's not going to have a huge workload. And who does it, who does that leave with Henderson uh, getting on IR with the ankle injury? Malcolm Brown. He's only forty three hundred. Sean. And this is a guy. I'm sure this is going to be a relatively chalky play, especially as we come closer to kickoff. If we learn what kind of workload he's going to get, but this is a 4,300 guy, $4,300 guy with the situation that could lead to 15 to 20 carries. So I think it's an absolute no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that that's certainly. I, I imagine they're going to well, and, and we'll get to it in the game. I I, I think McVay might be able to scheme up a pretty good game plan against the uh, Arizona team for my defense. I, I'm I'm going back and forth here. I considered playing the Vikings at 2,600 just because they're going up against the lions and it looks like Stafford won't be starting. 
I mean, you could talk me into a couple of options, even, even Denver at home <laughs> against, uh, you know, against our buddy Carr. There's really some of these, some of these bad defenses are kind of interesting just because they're facing backups or even, even the chargers at 2,800 going against a backup as well in KC. I'm going to land on the Browns at home against Mason Rudolph. I, I think Mason Rudolph has the opportunity to turn the ball over a couple of times and maybe they get something going on the uh, special teams angle. So I'll go, I'll go Browns here. Although we'll get to it when we talk spread, but uh Brown's defense, 2,500 against Mason Rudolph feels like a decent spot at home. Mason Rudolph revenge spot, Sean, you got to watch out. Yeah. I, I there's, <laughs> this was a no brainer. I, well, who's I would, the revenge. I mean, he was, he, you know, him, he was, he, things happened. They can't be undone. Sean, he, he wants to make sure that he sticks it to those stinky Browns. Uh, I, I actually kind of, you know, we'll get to it in the game breakdown, but I'm not totally uh, off uh, on the Mason Rudolph concept, but listen, I, I came into this thinking I was going to pick Houston, JJ Watt and passion post game press conference. We're grown men. We're professionals. We're going to show up. <laughs> Uh, but I ended up having a couple dollars extra and I was like, Hey, you know what? The Patriots really fucking suck. Cam Newton sucks. Cam Newton's on the field. Cause Stidham sucks worse. And, and this jets defense is playing ball lately and they're only 2,300 <laughs> and you gave me shit last week. I think it was where I talked to talk to jets up for too many minutes being the, the lowest defense on the board, but they have been performing Sean. And I'm going to go back to the jets. Well, 2,300 against uh, sham Newton, who knows who the quarterback's going to be, but should be sham Newton and the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any action you can get against cam Newton right now, do yourself a favor and do it. All right, Ryan, let's uh, move over to the NFL picks against the spread. Before we do that, want to shout out ACE per head. Of course, ACE is the place if you're thinking about starting your own online sports book. All you got to do is head to aceperhead.com slash SGP, aceperhead.com slash SGP. Use that sign up link and get up to six weeks free of their amazing sports book software. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP, where you can get up to six weeks of their amazing sports book software completely free. If you use that link again, ACE does all the heavy lifting with running your own online sports book. Ace is the place. All right, Sean. I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know why I put the giants up top, but I did. Of course it's a, it's a fabulous day. We didn't really touch on this in fantasy, uh, which by the way, before we get to the game, Sean, two $4,900 quarterbacks this week with Glennon and uh, Wofford, who, by the way, they're priced cheaper than <laughs> Geno Smith. If, if you're wondering at home, uh, you gotta, you gotta get a get. A, you're getting a lineup in there, right? Similar price to uh, Daniel Jones. Oh, stop <laughs> it! You're getting a lineup in there, right? Oh, you know I'm gonna have a Danny Dime line, lineup this week, Sean. All right, let's uh, let's do it. Dallas, of course, all the games on Sunday. It's a, it's an absolute wet dream in terms of watching games all day. Uh, eight TVs will be will be useful at at all times. Seven early games. Eight late games, and of course, your Eagles on Sunday night football. The Cowboys head to the Giants, where the Cowboys are three point. I mean, this had to be a typo, Sean. I don't know. Maybe there's a more updated spread. The internet doesn't work too well where I am, but Cowboys minus three, minus 150 on the money line, Giants plus 130. 44 and a half is the total. This, I'm going to let you go, but come on. The Cowboys, I know they're, they're going up. The Giants may be going down. 
but you're 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 between a rock and a hard place, Sean. Give me the Dallas Cowboys, Ryan. Never thought I would say that, but I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys because the Giants, you they just can't score points. I can't take a team that just doesn't score points in in any situation. They they've just been horrible. I I mean, that this offense is so bad. Uh you can't take the Giants. And you know, since they raised the banner after that Seattle game, they haven't had a lot of fight in them, Ryan. I mean, they're just they're not, you know. They haven't had uh, 20 points since they played the Eagles November 15th. So that's five straight games without 20 points. I, you know, as much as I hate the Cowboys, they're at least able to move the ball. And I think they will uh, unfortunately move the ball against this giants team and come out with the win and cover Cowboys minus three. Yeah. The, the reason that they were able to move the ball is Fletcher Cox wasn't in the game. This giants defensive line will show up and not to mention, Sean, this is a Jason Garrett revenge game. <laughs> Uh, he will come with his best scripted plays for the entire game. It's going to be just <laughs> blockbuster hit after hit. Danny Dimes another week healthier, and like I told you, look for a big game from Darius Slayton. I will have a Dgens only prop. There's no fucking way the Cowboys should be laying points on the road with Big Fat Mike McCarthy back against the wall against All Ride Joe Judge with the division on the line. Get the fuck out of here. Give me the Giants plus three. Next up, Sean, the Steelers, who of course, Big Ben will be resting. Um, rumor has it he's got he's fallen off the the porn wagon and uh, his elbow is sore. Uh, Pittsburgh's <laughs> heading to Cleveland, where the Browns are minus ten, minus five twenty five on the money line, three seventy five for the Steelers. Forty two and a half is the total. Uh, the Browns are getting all their wide receivers back, uh, but. And I understand that Mason Rudolph has relatively looked like garbage, but this is also a isn't this a big number with a for a team that with some pride here? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think this is way too high. I, I'm on Steelers plus ten here. Again, Roethlisberger hasn't been playing amazing, and I, I know I picked the the Browns defense and DFS. I, I think I think they could get some sacks on Mason Rudolph. I, I think this is just going to end up being a really ugly game and. You know, Stefanski, they want to give Stefanski coach of the year, but Jesus Christ, when you play the when you play the Jets and all your receivers are out, you're running basically whatever scrubs out there, receivers, and you're doing walkthroughs in the parking lot the night before, and you have Baker Mayfield throw it 53 times. That's just bad coaching. I, I don't understand that at all. There's been three games this season where Baker has thrown the ball more than 38 times. They're zero and three. I, I don't know what it is where they they don't understand that they need to run the ball and they have good running backs. It, it really, I don't know. It really doesn't make sense to me. So I I think the Steelers. You're right, Ryan. They are they are a pride filled team, and I think they will think it's funny to be hanging around with the the Browns, 35 degrees, light rain. There's going to be some slippery conditions. There's going to be some turnovers. I just think this is going to be an ugly game, and and I'm going to take a team getting ten points in an ugly game. Yeah, not to mention, you know, you said a lot of things there that reminded me of Mike McCarthy, uh, un, unaware of the situation, unaware of how to how to win a football game, and you know, I I, I love Pittsburgh plus the ten points here. I mean, what would be the most Cleveland thing ever would be to lose their playoff spot playing against the Big Benless uh, <laughs> to Steelers Mason team. Rudolph. 
And real quick, I, I wanted to unload the cupboard since it is the end of the regular season. I forgot this anti-Dallas nugget. They're only one and zero or one and four, Sean, straight up and against the spread when they're playing outside this year. So leave that in your fucking taste buds. Next up, the Jets, who c- coming <laughs> off, you know, they, they, the Jets look good, Sean, and, and it's it's one of these things. Like Adam Gase is probably is he saving his job? Maybe he's saving his job. The Jets. They're heading to New England. No, where- definitely not. They've already, they've already told Adam Gacy's fired. And is that so? That must be maybe that's the secret to the the Jet success. The players are now playing for the next coach who isn't even there. That's how bad Adam Gase is. Patriots are laying three points on the Patriots. Would well, be a- Ryan, real quick as far as an analogy, it, it's like the NFL or the NBA players towards the end of the bubble, like those closeout games, they knew, Hey, if we win this game, we don't, we could leave the bubble. I, I think the jets have a similar mojo here going like, man, the, the end of the Adam Gase tunnel is within sight. And I think it's motivating this team. And, and you might be right. Uh, Patriots would be a closure eye special, but of course they are favored minus three minus one eighty on the money line jets <laughs> plus one fifty five and 39 and a half is the total. You know, as sad it is, it is to say uh, to me, this is the Jets or a complete pass. You cannot, you can't for I w- no way I'm betting on this Patriots team. No way. Well, it was pretty hilarious. Bill Belichick, they asked him, and he said, "Quote: I would imagine Cam Newton starts the final game of the season. Cam Newton, who you remember from our Monday Night Props uh, episode, Ryan gave out Cam Newton under <laughs> 15 and a half completions." We were discussing that that it was comically low, and he came in. It, it finished with five completions. I covered it by ten and a half completions. Insane! I went three and zero on my Monday night props. You went two and one, and you hit the first touchdown. Five completions. Again, I, I think this Jets team is rallying around the news that Adam Gase. Uh, they realize he's out of there, and this Jets team has momentum. They're playing hard. I don't understand it. This again, much like the the Giants, you can't back a team that just has no ability to score, and that is the New England Patriots. They can't put up points, and this Jets team surprisingly can. So, I, I'm taking the Jets plus three. Yeah, lock, lockstep. It's it's a it, the the world has come to a crazy place. Imagine week week uh, week seventeen. You're in a survivor pool. You're you're actually considering taking the Jets. Minnesota heads to Detroit, where the Lions are a close your eyes special. Sean plus seven, plus two twenty on the money line. Minnesota minus two eighty. Fifty four and a half is the total. Of course, Detroit underperformed the spread by t- over twenty one points last week. That's what a close your eyes special is. Uh, are we just going to close our eyes and take it because it's it, it's pretty gross? Yeah, I mean this game is is pretty tough to handicap. Uh, you know. Zimmer saying that basically admitting this is the worst defense he's ever had. We highlighted how Kendrick's being out. It has really been the difference on this Minnesota defense. And there's certainly going to be opportunities. However, with no Stafford, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think this is, isn't this just a juicy cousin spot where a, when people defend Kirk cousins, the, the stats from this week, 17 game of the lines will be included where he throws for 340 yards. Jefferson has two touchdowns, secures the rookie of the year, or well, I guess Herbert has it, but you know, he'll have a couple touchdowns. Thielen will have a couple touchdowns. I, I know it's crazy to take uh, to fade this uh, to, uh to, I guess to take the Vikings as a road favorite, but with no Stafford, I, I just don't think uh 
and it doesn't look like Stafford's going to start. So I just don't think Detroit can hang offensively. So I, I got to take Minnesota here. Yeah. It's, it's hard to want. I mean, I, I guess Stafford's not technically out yet, but it's hard to, it's hard to imagine backing this lions team with the offense looking the way it did without Stafford. So I'm with you. I'm going to take Minnesota. And I think part of the reason I threw out Madison is that I think you could have one of those situations where if it was Dalvin cook, it would be Dalvin cook. If it's Madison, maybe it's Matt, maybe it's Abdullah, maybe whoever else they roll out there. But don't you see this as like the, the, the Vikings could win this game handily, just running the ball 35, 40 times. Uh, so, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe they do go the jet. Cause by the way, Jefferson for rookie of the year, wouldn't be the worst. Uh, wouldn't be the worst thing ever. I mean, I think Herbert deserves it, but uh, you know, why not? Why not have let Jefferson finish with like an all time rookie season anyway, Sean, uh, I, that, that, that one's not making a TV uh, unless you have an awesome setup. Like we do next up Atlanta heading to Tampa Bay where Tampa minus six and a half minus 300 on the money line Falcons plus two forty, fifty and a half is the total man. This Falcons team is doing the same thing they did last year. They're playing really hard uh, down the stretch and meaningless <laughs> games. They're still finding ways to blow it. And I mean, th- there has to be some level of like air out of the balloon after what happened last week. So as, as much as I, I, I started the the research and everything thinking, oh man, I'm going to be on Atlanta for sure. Like they're playing hard. This is like the classic spot. I, I think Tampa is doing what they're going to do. And Tom Brady's going to come out, have another nice game. And uh, you know that we just saw, we, we just saw this game a couple weeks ago and Tampa's offense is getting better. They're involving more people. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to lay the point, even though it was four points two weeks ago, I'm going to lay the six and a half. Yeah. I, I think you got to go with Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay, they're in an interesting spot playoff wise. They're either the fifth seed or the sixth seed. If they're the fifth seed, I, I think if they win, they get the fifth seed. They end up playing the NFC East winner. I think uh six seed, you either have to go to at new Orleans or Seattle, which probably would be a tougher game. Tampa Bay also has the extra day arrest Falcons dome team outdoors in Florida. I mean, it is a revenge spot for this Falcons team, which is randomly playing hard, but again, maybe they, maybe they got crushed by not beating the, uh, the chiefs team. I mean, I, I have trouble wrapping my head around this Falcons team and their motivation because they, they seem to show up big in games where it makes no sense and vice versa. I think matchup wise, you're seeing this Falcons team, the offensive line has kind of become a liability at times. And I think Tampa Bay figured them out a little bit offense, you know, or sorry, figured out what they could do on the offensive side of the ball against Atlanta in that second half of that Atlanta game where of course they blew that massive lead. And I think Tampa Bay, their defensive line against Atlanta's offensive line. This kind of reminds me a little bit of the Minnesota game where Minnesota came in and you're thinking like, ah, six and six points. That's a lot. They should be able to move the ball. I like, I like some of their receivers against that Tampa secondary, which has had some issues, but then ultimately the, the pressure they put on the quarterback, Matt Ryan, who's just shown, you know, really not much uh, escapability in the pocket. I I think that's going to be the difference. We'll see though. I mean, they could also pull some of their guys late and Atlanta backdoors it, but yeah, I'm going Tampa Bay six and a half. Yeah, there, there seems to be a bit of a showcase going on for this offense. I, I don't, I don't know what how you say it, but when everyone's scoring touchdowns, it starts to seem a little intentional. So I love Tampa in this spot. I love it short of a touchdown. It feels like a really, really strong spot. It, you know, obviously getting in a teaser too. 
Baltimore heads to Cincinnati, Sean, where the Ravens, who seem to be on the crescendo here, laying 13, minus 1,000 on the money line, Bengals plus 650, 44 and a half is the total. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I'm so tempted just to lay the points and say, fuck it, I'm done trying to fade this Ravens team. Like, maybe we fade them in the playoffs, but I'm starting to th- be get more and more scared that this is the maybe the team that goes on a run this year, Sean. Yeah, Ravens are an interesting team because they seem to take care of business against bad teams. You know, they beat the Cowboys by 17, beat the Jags by 26, beat your Giants by 14. Like, they seem to be able to handle bad teams. And especially recently, they've, they've kind of had a decent run here. I'm going to look the other way though, 13 points for a division game. And I think you, I don't know if you have the stat in front of you, but you said teams and must win games aren't really that good against the spread all the time because you know, handicappers and, and betters and stuff. They, they seem to favor the team in the must win situation, which Baltimore needs a win to kind of keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, that they're not that great against the spread. And this seems like a perfect time to take the home dog, a, a team. And we see this all the time, a crappy team that kind of hangs around much like the Falcons. They, for whatever reason are playing pretty hard winning games, back to back wins for the Bengals, 13 point home dog against a division opponent. And they really have a chance to mess with the Ravens uh, playoff hopes here. You know, I, I thought that that Monday night game against the Steelers was a bit of a fluke, but this, this Bengals team is playing with a little juice. So I, I'm going to take them as a 13 point home dog again. Yeah. I just think this is going to be another Lamar showcase game. They're going to win. They're going to win big. And I, I hear you. I just think that the Bengals are a little bit of a, uh, just they're a paper tiger. And they're, I, I just don't think they're, they're coming off two wins, Sean. Like that's, you kind of highlight it. They're not really going to close out their season. Uh, with three or even close. I I'll say this, Sean, this is Ravens put up 50 in this one. That's, that's my prediction. Uh, Miami heads to Buffalo last wow. of the early games, Buffalo minus two minus one thirty-five on the money line dolphins plus one fifteen forty four and a half is the total. Uh, what are they doing to us? Like the, the bills aren't actually going to play their starters the whole game, right? No, I, I, I definitely don't think they're going to play the starters the whole game. It's it's how much are they going to play them? And God, I, I, I just hate picking against this Buffalo team, but I think, oh, you know, Miami, they're getting Devonte Parker back. Fitz magic will close this game out in the fourth quarter. Uh, I mean, what are we the, I feel like we are the only media members, Ryan, who aren't afraid to say that Tua sucks. He just sucks. Maybe you, maybe there'll be a time when he doesn't suck, but he sucks. I mean, he had 17 completions for like 95 yards against the goddamn Raiders. It, it makes no sense to me that people aren't seeing how much better fits magic is and people, they, they confuse process and results. A lot of the time, you know, they'll go, well, look, I mean, they uh, they're playing to it. And then in comes fits magic. They're not afraid to use a relief pitcher. Brian Flores has this figured out. It's like, no, they're winning in spite of the fact that they're starting the clearly the worst quarterback of the two. And eventually they put in Fitz magic and he's pulling these games out of his ass and, and they're winning because they have a good defense. Like they're winning in spite of two not because he's the starter and they figured out this mojo between him and him and Fitz magic. It's like, no, they're forcing themselves to play because they have the, they're going to have Houston's top five pick and they may want to draft another quarterback. So they want to see what they're getting out of the, out of Tua while also still keeping them themselves alive in the playoff race. And they're walking this tight wire and it, it's kind of crazy there. You know, maybe there's some, 
some uh, historical precedents again. Uh, Adam Pelletier pointing out a, a similar situation with the uh, with the Bills back in the day. Uh, threw in a threw in a little nugget there about the uh, Rob Johnson Doug Flutie situation back in 1999, right? If you recall that, that's someone something similar. All that being said, I think once Buffalo takes out their starters, this scrappy Miami team will pull out the will pull out the victory. I, I don't know. This spread's weird. This game's weird. I really wouldn't fuck with this betting wise, but I'm going Miami plus two. Listen, I, I I'm not as strong on the Tua sucks train as you. I, I think Tua is he probably needs a little bit more time to develop. I think the the alarming thing is we're not seeing right, but right anything. now he sucks. Yeah, we're not seeing anything that is like oh wow. Like you see you see Herbert throw the ball and you're like whoa. Uh, even Burrow, you saw the way that like he was just willing to like put his head down, run for a scramble. What you kind of identify characteristics of, of players where you're like, oh, I see, I get it. With two, I haven't seen it. Like I saw it in college with that that strong lefty arm. I haven't seen that in the pros yet. So uh, I I don't know how you can. T- I, here's the thing: could Mason Rudolph and and the Steelers be flirting with an upset against Cleveland and force Buffalo to have to win this game? Yes. I do think that I think this is going to, this is a close game regardless. And while the spread obviously would be probably closer to five for what, four or five. If, if we knew the player starters were going to play the whole game, I just don't think you can bet on Josh Allen Diggs playing the whole game. It does. It doesn't make sense. It's not even a situation where they're going to potentially have to see the dolphins. So I, I just, I, I'm, I'm taking the dolphins here. Hopefully I, I, what is the weather, Sean? Do you know? No, off the top of my head. No. All right. Well, I'll, I'll look it up. Uh, just briefly looking at the weather, looking at the weather stuff earlier, it, it's shown 33 degrees overcast. No, not calling for snow yet. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I worry a little bit about the Island boy uh, having to deal with a little bit of cold weather, but yeah, this Miami team just seems like a team destined to get to the playoffs this year, and 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 just uh, I I don't see how they don't get in. So I'm I'm picking them to win this game. Jacksonville. Now we're to the afternoon slate. Jacksonville heads to Indy, where Indy, of course, Sean, first game of the season, destroyed Survivor pools everywhere by losing to Jacksonville on the road. Jags are 14 point dogs, plus 750 on the money line. Can they do it again? 49 and a half is the total. I I I don't know what to think about. It. I mean, I think I think I just have to take the Jags in this one. Oh, I'm I'm taking the Colts. It, this is a classic bounce back spot for the Colts. I mean, Jacksonville is clearly in tank mode. You you saw what they did with the uh, the way they kind of played out that Robinson injury and sat him. You know the way that they keep crowbarring in Mike Lennon instead of uh, Gardner, and uh, you know Indy has a couple issues. O line wise, but um, yeah, I, I don't know how they're not going to light it up at, in the dome at home against this Jags team, which clearly they're packing it in. I mean, they have fans in their stadium, and you know everyone can make their own choices about COVID nineteen, but certainly going to a Jags game, interesting choice. I, it's hilarious. I mean, the, the fans were cheering for the fact that the Jags let up a touchdown. So that kind of shows you where they're at mental uh, mentally. Now. Yeah. They have the number one seat or number one draft pick locked up, but still, I don't, I don't think you can really flip on that switch. And uh, I think, I think the Colts light them up. I think the Jags already have the top pick locked up though. 
And, and I, I do, uh, I do. No, that's what I said. Yeah. So I, I guess I, I don't see the, I, they're away from home. So maybe look, I, I'm going to, I'm going to lay the, I'll lay the points with you just cause I don't want to be on this Jags team. Maybe we just need to remember that God hates Jags, uh, <laughs> but I, I do. I, I'm a little worried that they could randomly show up here and, and we, this Colts team for fuck's sake, like we, I've been pretty good about it, but it, it how do I end up on them every week? Every week I gotta watch this nonsense. So hopefully Taylor takes us to the promised land. No, we had, we had we had Pittsburgh last week. No, I know we. I've been I've been pretty good picking Colts games lately, uh, and my instincts tell me to take the Colts because it isn't over two touchdowns. I just this fucking Jags team. Like I, I don't know. Next up, Green Bay heads to Chicago. Sean, where the Packers lay in six minus two fifty on the money line. Bears plus 200. 52 is the total. I don't get why this isn't a touchdown. And I, I really I don't get the angle of people saying that um that Green Bay is gonna rest. Like what what are, they're gonna get the number one seed. That's what they're gonna do. Yeah, I don't know anyone who is saying Green Bay is gonna rest. I I kind of like the Bears here as the home dog. I, I think this ends up uh becoming a little closer than it should. And uh, yeah, give me, give me Mitchell plus six. I, I think what happens is I think the bears end up losing by three or four points. They're driving late. They have a chance to be in this game and then Mitchell turns it over. But I, I, I do think Chicago shows up big for this game. And I mean, this bears team is just playing hard and you could say, oh, it's just kind of the competition they've been going against, but the team has kind of rallied around Mitch this second time around starting. I think Montgomery is going to be able to run the ball. You saw what happens when you get super physical with this Packers team. Now the Titans weren't able to do it because their past defense was so bad and the game got away from them. But I think actually Montgomery pounding the rock, keeping green Bay off the field, I, I think could be huge. Since they last played the Packers and lost by 16 points, 41 to 25, the bears have played the lions the Texans, the Vikings and the Jags. So yeah, I think they have played some soft opponents and I, you know, I think Monk, I think they, they, they've looked great. The, the offenses look great. It's made me some money in DFS. I'm happy for Mitch Mitchell. Uh, we're no longer calling him tropical storm Trubisky or, or winter storm Trubisky or anything like that. Uh, for some reason, like I'm even willing to, to, to back him as a starting quarterback in the national football in the next year, football league next year. But this weekend, Aaron Rodgers is hunting. And Aaron Rodgers is hunting. I, I don't know what he's hunting. I, I, it's not my business. It, it's his personal choice. But they are absolutely going to cover this number uh, this weekend against the Bears. Next up, Tennessee. Sean, the Titans would have been a closure eye special because they got their ass beat by the Packers. But they are, of course, favored. They're heading to Houston to take on JJ Watt and the uh, we're all grown men professionals being paid to do a goddamn job. Houston Texans. Texans, Sean, are seven and a half point home dogs, plus two ninety five on the money line. Titans minus three fifty five. Fifty six is the total. Are you joining me on the JJ Watt one last hurrah, win one for the Gipper angle? Nope. <laughs> no, I and I, I think I think the fact that this is seven and a half, they're trying to scare you away from much like the Bills when the line was seven and a half, they were trying to scare you away, like. Oh, you know, hey, Houston, home dog. We're gonna division game. We're gonna give you that extra half a point to suck you into betting. 
this Houston team and and JJ Watt lost his mind because the team is dead. He knows they're dead. There's no coming back from it. They're missing eight defensive starters. Tennessee needs this game to get into the playoffs and I know motivation isn't everything, but they're coming off an embarrassing loss against the against the Green Bay Packers on national television and now they have a get right game against this Houston defense in a perfect smash spot. And you want to talk about motivation. I mean, what Mike Vrabel was willing to sacrifice for this team, that is more inspiring than than JJ Watt's uh, you know, motivational speech after uh, after that bad loss. I, I just uh, you know, I just don't see how Houston hangs around this game. I mean, maybe they backdoor it. Certainly Deshaun Watson and that you know, passing offense, they should have some opportunity against Tennessee, but I, I just don't think they can. I think Tennessee puts up 40 points and I, I just don't, it's going to be like 40 to 28 Tennessee. So I, I think Titans roll here. Just going to call this out. The Titans and the Texans did go to overtime uh, and the Titans ended up winning by six, but they, they did go to overtime when they played earlier this year. So not the craziest. I am going to go on the JJ Watt motivates the team. They play hard. They get the cover. Seven and a half is a lot of points. It's a it's a divisional game, Sean. You know how this works. Next up, New Orleans heads yep. to Carolina, where the Panthers are six and a half point home dogs, plus two fifty on the money line. Saints minus three hundred forty seven and a half is the total. Ah oh, man, see to me the Saints are a team where I I do worry how much how much they go here. And then the other angle here is uh, the Matt rule seems like the kind of coach that they, 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 they like come out super hard week 17. And uh, you know, we don't have to throw out the numbers with Teddy Bridgewater as a dog, Teddy Bridgewater as a helm dog. Uh, he just is a guy who is under perpe- perpetually undervalued Sean. So I'm on Carolina. I'm assuming you're going to be on Carolina. Yeah, no, I, I like to spot. I mean, historically, we've always liked to fade. Uh, New Orleans late in the year, outdoors. I mean, you saw they lost to the Eagles outdoors. Now Carolina's not quite the the same uh, weather environment as Philadelphia, but similar similar style here. I mean, the Butler, like you said, as a dog, is just uh, undeniable. Now New Orleans, you know, they're in the mix for the number one seed. They could be scoreboard watching a little bit and, you know, true breeze with that rib injury and stuff. I could, I could see them not keeping the, the foot on the gas and yeah, Alvin Kamara had six touchdowns. I think last game, I think that's going to be tough to repeat that amazing performance and really kind of what got lost in that shuffle was how bad New Orleans defense was uh, against the Vikings in a must win spot. I mean, they let the Vikings hang around that game for way too long. Carolina, I mean, again, they're not a good team. They struggle on the defensive side of the ball, but played played notably better against against uh, Washington. And Carolina has a way of ugling up games. I mean, we saw this against uh, Green Bay, where they covered. You know, they were down two scores, and then they kicked that field goal to cut it to seven and covered the seven and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if they're in a similar situation here. I know the number is six and a half, so that's not possible. But I I could see them. Covering late and 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 figuring that out, I, I like them as a home dog here. Yeah, I, I you know I think we're lockstep here. I think uh, you know unfortunately they're dealing with some injuries, uh, but I don't know for some reason I just I'm I'm picturing a fourth quarter where the Saints are just kind of content with where they are, and it gives plenty of opportunity for Carolina to slide right in the back door, as you said with the Butler. 
Listen, Sean, this game, for some reason, I'm excited to watch it. I, I have a feeling it's going to be an exciting one. Uh, the Chargers and the backups of Kansas City. Of course, Mahomes not playing. Kansas City is now a three and a half point home dog because of it. Plus 160 on the money line. Chargers minus minus 195. 44 is the total. I I mean, I, I, I kid obviously. Like what the what the hell? Uh what this line is is just just tremendously difficult. How how do they not? I mean, Mahomes is great. How many points is Mahomes worth? What would this spread have been with Mahomes, Sean? Probably ten and a half, right? So I think I think Mahomes is probably worth fourteen points. You know, you could make a case that he should be worth more, but I, I think I think if Kansas City, especially Chargers, they've won a couple games as a late Herbert able to throw the ball against this Chiefs defense. I, I think ten and a half uh, would be the spread if if Chiefs needed this game. Wouldn't you agree? You know, fourteen points seems high for any quarterback. Mahomes is great. They haven't been covering much this year. You know, sneaky, like maybe a late onset hangover setting in. And I'm going to say it right now, Sean, I'm going to go on record. If I'm a chiefs fan, I do not like this. I do not like the idea of sitting a week. I, you're already getting a bye week You don't need to do this to your teams. Go out there, get some reps, get some reps with your quarterback. Like who gives a shit? Who's the backup quarterback? Is it fucking Matt castle? <laughs> Chad Henney. Chad Henney, exactly. He's a modern day. Who's Matt an interesting, I, I, interesting, interesting start in DFS. I think he's the same price as Daniel Jones. Hey, he's a Michigan. Man. I like I just, his matchup better, honestly. I I just don't I don't know. I, I don't know. I, go ahead, Sean. I'm taking the Chiefs as a dog. Fuck it. I, I'm not going to take the Chargers as a road favorite. I know. I know. I know what the situation is, but I'm still going to take Kansas City plus three and a half. I think Eckler has a big game, but I don't know. This Chargers defense is really bad. Yeah, I just I don't know if the Chiefs offense works the same if you don't have Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback. They say lay the three and a half. Let's lay the three and a half with the Chargers. I'm gonna be diabolical here. Next up, Sean, Seattle heads to San Francisco, <laughs> where Russ, uh, Mr. Unlimited, minus six against the Niners. Minus two seventy five on the money line. Niners plus two twenty five. Forty six is the total. Oh man, this this is a tough spot. Uh, the 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 Seahawks. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, but they are they've clinched the division. Uh, they they can they can kind of elevate themselves a little bit, but there's not much to play for here. I guess they can be the one seed, but well, no, no, there is. Yeah, they can get the one seed if they win in, in Green Bay and New Orleans loses. So, and they're going to be playing at the same time. So, I think they're going to. I think they're going to be playing pretty hard. This is definitely a, you know, a Pete Carroll. Let's, let's finish strong. We we gotta we gotta go out and and pl- and finish strong. In, in you know, when I was first glanced at the spread, I'm like, wow, San Francisco six point home dog. Yes, please. I don't know. Then I was looking at it a little deeper. Uh, Walter football had this good point uh, uh, pointing out that Trent Williams and Brandon Ayuk are both sitting out. And that's kind of a signal that they're, they're resting some of their better guys almost felt like maybe their super bowl was that, that game against the Cardinals where they won prime time. They, they took down Kyler. Now they have Seattle, but Seattle seems to have a much bigger motivation and DK Metcalf. He destroyed the 49ers secondary last time they played. He had 12, uh, 
12 catches, 161 yards, two touchdowns. They might, they might let Russ do a little cooking here. I, I'm going to take Seattle lay in the six, you know, maybe, maybe having Kittle back and this offense really gets them going, but the Seattle defense quietly has gotten better. Now, I don't know if they've just figured it out, but they've certainly gotten better these past couple of weeks. I thought they played a really good game against the Rams. Again, that's kind of why I've been on them. And uh, that the Seattle defense has been flying under the radar. And I, I think they have a good game. And this is a, this is a low scoring affair, but it's uh, 28, 17, something like that. So yeah, give me Seattle minus six. Yeah, I hear you about guys sitting out, but I just think the number is too big for the Seattle team. I still don't think they're trustworthy, and I and I I know you th- they can win, and a bunch of t- a couple teams can lose, and they can. I, I don't I don't know uh, if they're going to go 110 percent in this one, and I and I have a feeling that Kyle Shanahan is. It, I think they're better with Beatard. I think you know the fact that the Kittle's back. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this like this is a live dog to me. Um, this is one of the livest of the dogs today, uh, to me. And I think the, you know, I've been, but I've also been absolute trash picking the Niners this year. So maybe don't take my word for it. Sean, next up two more late games before Sunday night football, the Raiders of Las Vegas head to Denver to take on the Broncos where the Broncos are two and a half point home dogs plus plus one twenty on the money line Raiders minus minus one forty. 50 and a half is the total. I mean, I th- you can't you can't bet on the Raiders. You can't bet on the Raiders right now. Gruden is going to be emotional. He's no. going to be irrational. You just want to stay away from anything, uh, any investment on the Raiders. Perhaps you're jumping in on some Denver plus two and a half because, as they sh- say, Sean, you take the two and a half. Uh, yeah, you just can't bet Gruden right now. Yeah, and we've been we've been fading Gruden, you know, for a lot of the season and, and they pulled out that cover against the, against the dolphins, but they lost and they lost in, in what felt like kind of crushing fashion. Now you got this Denver team who, yeah, they lost to the chargers, but um, you know, they're at home, the Raiders coming off the game where they got eliminated from the playoffs. That has to be pretty devastating. Now you got, you got car outside in Denver. I just don't see them getting up for a week 17 game at elevation where Denver, you know, I, I think they, they have a revenge spot. Certainly the, the Raiders, uh, you know, took care of them earlier in the season. So they're at home against a rival. I think they're going to be up for it. I, I think the Vegas Raiders struggle with for motivation here. And I really like the Broncos as a home dog and, and the Raiders just can't be a road favorite right now. They just can't. The uh, last team the Raiders beat that wasn't named the Jets uh, was the Broncos. So it's been a while since they've won some football games, and they're just not good. And and I think they have uh, the, like this is the culmination of Gruden finally just realizing his roster stinks. And you know we're gonna hear all about the stories this offseason about him and Mayhawk getting into it, uh, getting into it at the smoothie bar or whatever. But yeah, I, I just let's walk away. Let's walk away slowly. I I I actually um you know Denver in a teaser is a very interesting uh, the plus eight and a half is a very nice number. Arizona heads to Los Angeles to take on the Rams, where the Rams will be stop starting as we mentioned earlier the forty nine hundred dollar man Wofford John Wofford never started a game before Kyler uh, sounded like he had some risk of playing but he is going to play uh, he's gonna he's gonna tough it out like the gymnast that he is. And finish the all-around competition. The Cardinals <laughs> minus three, minus one forty on the money line. Rams plus one twenty. Forty and a half is the total. If this game was in Los Angeles, Sean, it would be 
I would imagine at least three and a half. I don't know if Jared Goff is worth six and a half points over anyone. So I think you got to look to the Rams here. Yeah, I mean, wait, the the game is in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. What do you? I'm saying that Jared Goff. Oh, you said if this game was in Los Angeles. Oh, sorry. If Jared Goff was starting, is what I should have said. If Jared Goff was starting, this game would be oh, okay. Rams minus three and a half, Rams minus four, uh, if not more. So I think we're we're overvaluing Jared Goff, and I I think I'll take that value in the Rams plus three. Ryan, you said uh, John Wolford never started a game. And of course you were applying. He never started an NFL game, but he has started a professional football game before for the Arizona hot shots, the AAF stud first game in the AF four touchdowns, eight interceptions ended up with a pretty solid season 14 TDs, seven interceptions, 1600 yards in eight games. I guess that's not amazing, but he looked pretty good in the AAF and this is like, isn't this the perfect I mean, you just imagine Sean McVay up at three forty-five, drinking his espresso, figuring things out, and you know, as much as we give Sean McVay shit, or or, or certainly I have over the years, much better than than Cliff Kitchens and this Arizona defense. I mean, I, I think that's maybe why you're picking the 49ers, Ryan, is because you saw you saw what the 49ers were able to do against this Arizona defense. But that to me is more an indictment on how bad this Arizona. Um, defenses and I and I think the Rams, you know, with Wolford, I, I think they can put together a decent game plan. He, he's going to scheme some guys open, and the Rams' defense is still playing pretty well. I love them matching up against this Arizona team. I think DeAndre Hopkins has had a kind of quiet second half of the season. I think Jalen Ramsey against him. I think this is a breakout Aaron Donald game, and uh, yeah, I, I mean. I think they went outright. So if you're going to give me three points, yes, please. And I'm just checking because I've been calling him Wofford. Walford. Uh, I clicked on his DraftKings profile picture, Sean, and I got I got to be honest, I'm a little concerned. His eye, the distance between his two eyes, isn't necessarily too close, but it looks like they're operating on a different plane. So hopefully, hopefully, this guy has uh, what it takes to be a <laughs> football, a quarterback in the National Football League. All right, we're both on the Rams. I, you know, this that game scares me because I, you, I don't know, what, I don't know what kind of brat Kyler is going to be, but uh, I definitely like getting value when when Jared Goff leaves the game. Sunday Night Football, Sean, the football team of Washington heads to Philadelphia, where the Eagles are a close your eyes special, plus one and a half, plus one hundred five on the money line, forty three and a half is the total, and I'll le- I'll let you tell me why, uh, but. You're telling me 2020, which I guess this game will technically be 2021. So maybe the the the, the bizarro uh, twilight zone will end. But you're telling me the football team is laying points in Philadelphia. The football team, potentially led by Alex Smith, but maybe not led by Alex Smith, is laying one and a half points in Philadelphia. Sean, please tell me the Eagles will get up for this game so that my Giants can enter the playoffs as a six and ten football team. Well, Ryan, the Eagles are going to cover this spread. Unfortunately for you, they're not going to win this game, and fortunately for me, they will secure a, a top five draft pick, as predicted on the Dire Eagles podcast, which is dropping uh, tonight. The Eagles will lose seventeen to sixteen. This is going to be an ugly game, which no one will want to watch. 
And uh, I think, I think we're going to struggle to move the ball. We're going to struggle to put up points, but I think the same can be said for this Washington team led by Alex Smith and uh, maybe, and maybe Heineke uh, either way. I'll, I'll take the Eagles getting the point and a half, but I still, I still think they figure out a way to lose this game and somehow cover this spread. I think it's going to either be 21, 20 or 17, 16, but it's an ugly game that no one wants to see. And, and the playoffs can't come soon enough. I mean, way to close out the year with the hottest take yet. Eagles, <laughs> Eagles lose, but cover a one and a half point spread. Congratulations, Sean. I'm, I'm, I'm calling my shot. Eagles win outright. Come on, let's go. All right, Ryan time for the lock dog tease. Yeah. You go first. You, we've been hot lock dog tease presented by my AG. my lock. Give me the Rams plus three. Although I really, there's a, there's a lot of dogs actually like, uh, I mean, it would be hilarious to have the, uh, <laughs> have the Steelers win outright, but that's a little, that's a little high. I think Carolina's a live dog as well, but you know what? Fuck it. I, I I'm just love betting against cam Newton right now. Give me the jets money line. Let's go baby. And they are a yeah plus one fifty five. That feels pretty good for my T's. Let's do oh Tennessee down to one and a half. Yes, uh, Denver up to eight and a half. That feels pretty good there. And uh, yeah, I'll do Minnesota minus one. Close out the T's there. They should be able to beat. Uh, Daniel there and the Lions. Kramer, let it rip. Oh, that's terrifying. Teasing Kirk Cousins. Uh, yeah, I mean, as much as uh, as much as I, I I like your dog, I almost made it my lock. I just I couldn't I couldn't lock up uh, the Jets. It just felt like it'd be the wrong way to end the season. So I'm gonna lock up the Packers. I'm, I'm just I, I've been in on this angle uh, through the the, the Millie Maker lineup. I just think they're gonna go nuts. I think Trubisky's uh, Trubisky's little run comes uh, crashing down here. Packers steamroll the Bears. For my dog, uh, you know I, I think I think this Niners team is gonna be live against the against the Seahawks. Uh, plus two twenty five is a pretty good price. Give me the Niners plus two twenty five. And for my tease. I'm with you. I think the uh, the Denver to plus eight is a real nice move. I like Philly up to seven and a half uh, against the football team. A lot of points to deal with there. And for the last leg, uh, I'm gonna make Miami plus eight because I I just I don't see how Buffalo isn't resting some folks. Okay, now for the Capra Cup picks and uh, shout out to us hanging around third place in the Capra Cup. Where 42, 33, and four against the spread, a whopping 57%. You know, professional handicappers say all you gotta do is get to 53%, Ryan. So we must be super professionals. Interesting, uh, interesting what we're gonna do here because you have a lot of uh, losers in here, unfortunately, Ryan. All right, where are we gonna start? Now we figured out our formula is three dogs and two favorites. Do we want to <laughs> start with a dog that we both like for our double up pick? I mean, I I'm good. I, I would, I would absolutely, I co-sign the, the Rams and the jets, but I like the jets. Let's do the jets. Well, uh, all right. Jets. Are you sure? Wait, why are you breaking the formula? Lock is the Rams double that up. 
Even okay. though you got it wrong last week, we still and went then, four and one. All right. So Rams and then uh what else do we want to put in here? I mean, I, I do like Carolina plus six and a half. I feel like let's, we should put that, that in there. I guess Actually, we don't have that as one of our dogs, but let's do it. Carolina plus six and a half. What would be the what would be the final dog we both like? Jets plus three? Yeah. Jets plus three. Okay, now two favorites we like that we agree on. Uh let's see. Oh, you're off you're off Tennessee. Tampa. I mean, we can put Green Bay in there, even though Tampa. Yeah, that's not Tampa. a bad spot for them. All right, Tampa Bay minus six and a half. And put Indy in. And then Indy minus one fourteen. More. Indy minus fourteen. Indy minus fourteen. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna steamroll. All right, so Capra Cup picks. Rams is the double up. Carolina plus six and a half. Jets plus three. Tampa Bay minus six and a half. Indy minus fourteen. Again, thank you guys for tuning into the podcast. Make sure you leave a review so you can qualify and get some free gear for Merch Monday. What else is going on? Oh yeah, get in on that uh, Thrive Fantasy contest. Only three dollars, and if you enter, you have a chance at winning the two hundred dollar FFPC entry. Which, if you win that contest, uh, you'll win five hundred thousand dollars. Is goes to the first prize, so you can turn three dollars into five hundred grand. That's even better than the time I turned twenty dollars into two hundred thousand. So dream big, Dgens. Dream big. Hope you guys have a happy new year. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean stacking the money green, and he is Ryan. Oh yeah, here's the 2021 Kramer. Let it ride. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.